Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Thought Differently. This is Rabbi Joel Roth from the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem and the Jewish Theological Seminary in New York. Today, we are working on Tubot, page 57. There is a Mishnah toward the bottom of page 57a, Nunza and Amudalaf. And before we read the beginning of that Mishnah, I would like to remind you that we have already established that there are two different stages in a Jewish marriage. There is the stage of erusin, or engagement or betrothal, about which we have already said a couple of days ago that it has legal standing in Jewish tradition. It is not something that can be terminated just by saying, why don't we just cancel our, uh, our engagement. And the second half of the process is called Nisuin, or marriage itself. And so, I now read to you the beginning of the Mishnah on Nunzayan Amuralaf. It says, Notanim liftula shnei masachores mishetva'a We allow a woman being married for the first time, a period of 12 months from the time her husband says to her, why don't we complete our marriage and, and, and engage and have Nisuin, we allow her a period of 12 months and the Farnes et Atzma. How does Rashi understand the Farnes et Atzma? He understands it to mean to get uh, jewelry and things like that. If he lived in our century, the chances are that he would include things like the correct uh, wedding gown and uh, picking the right dresses for all those who will be standing up for her and for her mother and mother-in-law, etc. And for this, the Mishnah gives her 12 months. Then the Mishnah says, And the same way as we give the woman 12 months, so too, if the situation is reversed, and it is the woman who, after the betrothal, says to, the, to her, uh, to her uh, husband, well, come on, why don't we get married already, we give him 12 months, and Rashi understands that to mean, free translation, to hire the correct caterer, to make all the necessary preparations for the wedding ceremony, hire the right band, find the right place to get married, all of that takes, we, we allow him 12 months. And, uh, but that's what the that's what the Mishnah says, and it adds the following: But if it's a woman being married after a second time, that is to say, she had become a widow, we don't allow a period of twelve months, but a period of thirty days. Translated sort of into our uh, terminology, the implication is that um, when someone is getting married for the second time, then the level of preparation is curtailed because second weddings 
are not usually done with the same degree of elegance, etc., as first marriages are done. There are all sorts of interesting things that could be said about this Mishnah, but I wish to deal with exactly the first part of the Talmud of this, on this Mishnah, the Gemara on this Mishnah, and on page 57b, Nunzayim Amudbet. It's the second line. And I wish to pay attention also to some of the technical terminology that appears. Our Mishnah had said, had stipulated a period of 12 months. The Gemara says, Mina Hane Mile, which means literally, where are these words from? Mina Hane Mile is a very technical term, and it always means, what is the biblical source on the basis of which this time period is derived? So Mina Hane Mile always asks for a biblical source. Amar Ravchista, so Ravchista said, Da'amar Kra, the biblical source is because of the verse which says, Vayomer achiha ve'ima teshev hanara itanu yamim o asor. So, he quotes the verse. I give you briefly the context. The context is when Eliezer has found Rivka to be the appropriate woman for Isaac to marry. He says to, the, to, to, to her family, Please let, he found her, please let me take her back to uh, Isaac. And her brother, that is to say, Rebecca's uh, brother and her mother, say to Eliezer, let the, you know, let the maiden, let, uh, let Rebecca stay with us, yamim o asor. The word yamim technically means days, and asor means ten. So this says, days or ten. So now the Gemara asks the following. Mayamim, what is the meaning of yamim in this verse? Technically, yamim is a plural form of the word yom. Yom means day, so the minimum number of days that could be implied by the term yamim is two days. So now the Gemara raises a thesis to which an objection will be raised. Anytime the Gemara raises, uh, uh, posits a thesis to which an objection will be raised, it is introduced by the phrase ilema, which means if we say. And so, here we go in the Gemara. The, the Gemara asks, what is the meaning of yamim? Ilema, if we say, tre yome, that it means two days. The Gemara asks, mishtahe inish achi? Do people talk like that? Remember the verse said, yamim o asor. So, if it meant two days, this is what the verse would mean. Hache Amrula. Hache Amrula. Would they speak to her that way? It, it, it makes no sense. Um, they say to her, Tre Yome. They say, let, let, let Rebecca stay with us for two days. And Eliezer answers and says, No, I want to go right away. Amrula. So they said to him, Asarayome. Let her stay ten days. It makes no sense to understand it that way. Ella. My yamim, what is the meaning of the term yamim in the verse uh, about uh, Rebecca sticking around home for a while? Shana, it means a year, that is to say 12 months. Kibichtiv, yamim tihye geulato. Yamim tihye geulato. Its redemption shall be for yamim. 
Now I have to give you the context in which that verse appears. If a person sells a certain type of house in a certain location, um, the owner of the house is able to redeem that house, as the verse says, uh, its redemption shall be for Yamin. But the next verse there makes it clear that the Yamin there means Shana Tamima, an entire year. And therefore, therefore, we now understand, says the Gemara, what could be the biblical verse on the basis of which we know that a period of 12 months is allocated. And that is because the term Yamin in the verse about Rebecca now will make sense because it will mean that her family says to Eliezer, let her stay home with us for a year, Yamin, or Asor, or ten months. And that would be a logical way for people to speak. That is to say, if he says no to the request for a, for a 12-month period, so they say, okay, not 12 months, but then 10 months. And I now know, because of my parallel with the term Yamim, in terms of the uh, amount of time that a person is given to buy back a house which he has been forced to sell, that Yamim in the Bible can legitimately mean a period of 12 months. And so, with this, the Talmud has found a biblical source for the provision of the Mishnah that stipulates that a period of 12 months is given for either the bride or the groom to make the necessary preparations. I end it by reminding you again of the technical terminology which we saw. Mina Hane Mile always asks for the biblical source for the, for the law or the statement under question. And when we have the word Elema in the course of the discussion, Elema always introduces a hypothesis to which an objection will be raised. And either we have to meet the objection or we have to reject the hypothesis. These are technical terminologies that appear all over the Talmud and appear here as well. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.